the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lots of important stuff today, but we're going to get to it later because when I saw this headline, I had to get right to it. It says, horns are growing on young people's skulls, phone use to blame. The writer for the Washington Post is Isaac Stanley Becker, and he joins us now. Isaac, thanks for being here. Thank you. So I, I don't know, uh, should, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, I'm just wondering if I should be, uh, when I run into my grandkids, uh, should I be checking the backs of their heads to see if there's any growth back there? This... Uh-huh. I certainly checked mine today. You and did? I have to say, I've been recalibrating my posture as someone who works in front of a computer for much of the day, um, definitely. You're, so you're, you've changed your posture? I've tried. I've tried. I mean, um, bad habits die hard, but I'm trying. So who did this research, and what exactly did they find? Right. So this is uh, research that's been done over the past several years, actually. Um, a couple of papers published in academic journals by a pair of researchers at, at the University of Sunshine Coast uh, over in Australia. And what they've been looking at is uh, bone protrusion at the back of the skull and uh, came across some interesting results uh, based on some x-rays of, of the, the um, other part of the neck and the skull indicating that uh, there's this, this, uh, this effect is marked uh, among, among young people, actually, among people ages 18 to 30, which is surprising because they say that previously the thought has been that this is something we see, this kind of bone outgrowth, the part of the back of the skull, among older people because there's been this assumption that it comes from kind of wear and tear, from long-term stress, and they realized that it came that it, they were seeing it mainly among young people, among people ages 18 to 30. They were trying to understand why this was. And these were people who were asymptomatic. They didn't have inflammation. And what they're hypothesizing, and, you know, this is you know, preliminary work, and they don't know the kind of um, the, the sort of habits of these people, but what they're hypothesizing is that it comes from uh, the use of handheld devices and cell phone technology among young people and that this is causing a forward tilt of the head, which is taking the weight that is ordinarily put on the spine and on the sort of bones in the neck, and it's bringing that up. And um, it's putting that weight on the muscles at the back of the head, which is causing bone growth in those tendons that uh, hook into the muscle. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here twisting my head as I'm talking to you, and uh, uh-huh. I'm thinking about how often I'm looking at a phone or something. And I'm I'm old, so maybe it's not going to happen to me. Is it? So it's it's mostly or or solely young people. Well, not solely, and there's other reasons why people might have this. So people who, for other reasons, you know, have strain in their neck or other factors, or do have inflammation. Um, there's other reasons why people may have this, and there's reasons why people who use technology constantly may not have it because they might have you know very good posture or otherwise good sort of habits they may you know do yoga every day so it isn't determinative but what they are suggesting is that the prevalence among young people is suggesting that this is a kind of lifestyle effect and a posture effect that we're seeing well i mean we're not talking about actually these kids um, getting horns after a couple of years. We're just talking about, I mean, these are bumps that you'd have to feel for, or are you going to be able to see them on a shaved head? That's right. So, I mean, they are somewhat large in the sense that when we talk about bone spurs, which is what we're talking about here, we're talking about, you know, three, five millimeters. These are upwards of 10 millimeters, 20 millimeters, 25 millimeters. And so they're not, I mean, they're, they're not insignificant. Now, when they, when, they, when, they, when they talk about horns or other things that they see that are somewhat comparable to are hooks or beak-like structures, they're, they're using that certainly not to mean, you know, large protrusions like antlers or, you know, there's been jokes about devil's horns. We're not talking right. about anything like that. But we're talking about, you know, a protrusion of bone from the skull, and that's why that they have said that this is akin in some ways to a sort of horn-like spike or structure. 
I, did you get any kind of an impression about how serious this is? I mean, if we can make jokes about it, and maybe if you if you can't see it, especially if you have hair growing over it, but the fact that there are bumps appearing on your head, uh, do these people who have done the study, do, do they think that this is a, a bad thing, or is it just a you know uh, something that's part of life now? Right. So it's not it's not the bone uh, outgrowth itself that is going to cause problems for you. There's not going to you know become a problem back there if this is something that um, is happening. If there's this outgrowth, what it what it the reason it's um, serious is that it is suggestive of of um, of serious problems with posture. Perhaps is what they're suggesting at least that um, there's likely to be other effects, whether that's pain in the upper back and the neck um, or other types of symptoms associated with uh, the type of posture that, that, that creates this problem. So we're not talking about the sort of pain that comes from, you know, bones closing the foot. We're talking about a whole range of things that are happening, you know, between the shoulder blades, the upper back, the neck, and, and that's, why it, that's why it can be serious. And they are serious about it. They say there really needs to be a recalibration of posture and work on teaching best practices in the same way that we, you know, teach dental hygiene and, and other things like that. Well, I just have about a minute left. Um, what What are these people saying should be done about it other than just quit looking at your phone so much? Well, they don't even say quit looking at your phone. I think they are aware of how, of how um, intertwined these technologies have become with our everyday lives. And the researchers say that the solution is not even to stop using your phone because they acknowledge that these technologies are so intertwined with our everyday lives. What they say is just be conscious of how this is affecting the the position of your head, you know, where your neck is, um, vis-a-vis your chest, how your how your shoulders are placed, where your chest is, and to be conscious of that, and then to correct for that, um, you know, once you're done using that technology, or um, or to you know just develop better 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 posture as you're using it. So it really is a question of correcting that and not you know certainly doing away with all of our modern equipment, which which we need. Well, Isaac, I, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, here with us. We're out of time. I, I just um, I don't want, know if I'm going to live long enough to see people walking around with actually with actual horns on their head. I'm kind of hoping that does happen, but that's that's just don't don't think so. Not in not in the way our imagination <laughs> right. might uh, might uh, suggest. Thanks, Isaac. See you later. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye. And, and we'll be right back. We've been telling you about something called Miracles in Moon for a few weeks here, and uh, the president and CEO, Mike Magolik, joins us. Thanks for having us, John. We appreciate all the support. Mike, your son has a genetic disorder that makes him someone who will appreciate this field, right? Yeah, that's correct. Our youngest son, Luke, has a rare genetic disease called 5P-. About 30 to 35 kids a year in the U.S. are born with it. Wow, that's all. Um, Yeah, so the main reason that we're building this field with the help of the community is that we want everyone to have a team, everyone to use a restroom with the dignity that they deserve mm-hmm. and have families to have a safe place to play. You're not getting any federal taxpayer money here, right? So this is all donations that's going to get this thing done? Yeah, that's correct. Everyone talks about how great Pittsburgh is and our board can definitely feel that because the money that we've raised, close to $2 million has been from individuals, companies, and foundations. And if you'd like to see how you can help, please go to the website. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org miraclesinmoon.org What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at ourpcs.org. 
That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Stagerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsruspittsburgh.com. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us, and if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Ah, big decision by the Supreme Court today. The score was 7-2. to two. The Bladensburg World War I Memorial was preserved, and it's about a lot more than a large cross down in Maryland uh, being allowed to stand in front of a cemetery. Mike Barry is chief of staff at the First Liberty Institute. He joins us now. Mike, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. So first, can you just give us a quick uh, review of what the case was about? Sure. I mean, the case really is is about a a veterans memorial that was put up in 1925. Uh, that's right. You heard me correctly. 1925, almost 100 years ago, to honor 49 men from Prince George's County, Maryland, just outside of D.C., who who died uh, serving this country in World War One. Uh, it was put up by uh, partially with the money raised by the mothers of those 49 men who died, and then also partially by the American Legion. The American Legion is who First Liberty Institute, who, who we represent in this case in, in defending this memorial against a lawsuit that was brought by an organization called the American Humanist Association. They're an atheist organization, and they brought a lawsuit about six years ago claiming that it's unconstitutional, the memorial is unconstitutional, and must be destroyed or removed. Uh, and just this morning, as you said, the Supreme Court, in a 7-2 decision, finally uh, issued what really is a landmark victory, not only for the memorial, but for religious liberty and, and the Constitution. And I, it was 7-2, to two, but I saw somewhere that it, it had what was referred to as multiple parts. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, sometimes when when you don't get all the justices or even a majority of the justices to agree completely on every uh, part of the decision, it, it'll be what's called a fractured decision or a plurality decision is the technical term. So what the, what ends up happening is, uh, you know, there's going to be part one, part two, part three, et cetera, and, and you kind of have to tally up the justices' votes to see uh, what, it, and, and so the really the central or core holding of the decision becomes what is the holding or part of the decision that got the most votes. And whatever that is, that's kind of the, 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 the central holding. And then you, you just kind of go from there. And, and so some, some parts of it uh, are only going to get, you know, two or three justices to go along. Some may only get one justice to go along. Those are obviously not uh, part of the holding of the court, but, you know, they're important for, for lawyers and, and judges and practitioners to pay attention to as well, though. And uh, Kelly Shackelford is the CEO of First Liberty, your organization. She said today that every American now has more freedom than they have had in decades. That's saying a lot, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's why we're characterizing this as a landmark decision, because, 
You see, going back to the early 1970s, the Supreme Court, in a decision called Lemon versus Kurtzman, they issued, they ushered in a new test for First Amendment cases. It's called the Lemon Test, um, and, and it's really a, a, a really poor vehicle for, for testing whether or not something like a Veterans Memorial or a Ten Commandments monument or something like that, um, whether or not it's constitutional, because it asks very subjective questions. You could poll 100 people, and they might come up with 100 different outcomes for how those cases should be decided. We asked the court, get rid of that test. You know, it's just, it, it's not a good test. The court doesn't seem to like using it very often. Um, so why even keep it on the books? And we asked them to just get rid of the case, I mean, that test completely uh, for all cases. The court didn't go that far, but they basically, the majority of the justices said uh, that test, the Lemon test, is no longer appropriate for memorials, displays, symbols, and, and similar practices. So that, part, that in and of itself uh, we really did take back a large amount of territory on behalf of the First Amendment and, and, and the Constitution. Now, um, and the, the lem- what will be, if, you, if they're not going to use the, what's referred to as the lemon test, does that mean that, uh, the, the, does that just mean that each case will, will be treated more in a um, unique, as a unique case rather than just a, 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 where you would take a blanket uh, idea like the lemon test and apply it to everything? Is, is that just a way of separating cases so that they can't all be looked at as the same? Well, yeah, that's a great question, right? The question, I, I recall back in February when we were at oral argument in this case, somebody asked me, well, you're asking the court to get rid of the lemon test. Uh, if you get rid of the lemon test, the court agrees you do. What's left, right? What, what test do you use? The answer is the First Amendment, right? I mean, that's what we had before the lemon test. Yeah, what a concept. Um, let, yeah, exactly. Let's go back to that. You know, it seemed to work for 200 years. Um, uh, then, you know, let, let's keep using it. So Justice Alito, who authored the, the plurality opinion, so the one that was joined by the majority of the justices, he really said, yeah, the lemon test is not appropriate for these types of cases, memorials, displays, symbols, etc. cetera. Uh, let's just look at the history uh, of of of, the, of that particular you know symbol or memorial and see if it's consistent with what our founders understood to be permissible under the Constitution at the time of the founding. So it's kind of a history and and is it consistent with with founding principles under the Constitution? So you know under the First Amendment and I and I I think that's a good test to use because you can look at a, something like a veterans memorial like this and see well clearly. Uh, our founding fathers would not have thought that uh, putting up the Veterans Memorial to honor the war dead would be a problem. In fact, I think what they did think would be a problem is tearing it down, you know? Um, And and Justice Alito said that. He said, you know, it would be be terrible for the government to roam the country looking for any type of of religious or or, or display or symbol that happens to have some kind of religious, you know, uh, aspect to it, and then and to completely scrub the public uh, places in America of those types of displays just because they happen to be in the shape of a cross or it happens to say, God bless America. And he said, in fact, most people would feel like that was the government showing just an outright hostility against religion. And I think that's exactly right. And uh, what does what does the um, opinion on the lemon, uh, the lemon test, what does uh, that say about whether or not precedent uh, extends into eternity. <laughs> well, I, you know, I can never. I don't have a crystal ball, so I can't look into the future. Uh, but I, I, I do think, you know, as an attorney, um, that if my kids should choose to go to law school, uh, I think this case will stand the test of time and will be one that that if my, stu- my if my kids happen to be you know want to become lawyers, they will be studying this case when they are in law school. Um, because it is a, it's just so common sense, right? Hey, let's just go back to the Constitution. Let's go back to what our founders uh, intended when they drafted the words of the First Amendment, and let's look at that and use that as our guiding, uh, our guidepost. We don't need to come up with these fancy judge-created legal analyses and tests that really become unworkable over time because it, they end up becoming any whatever judges want them to become, right? I mean, it means basically whatever you think the words should mean. Right. And uh, let, let, let's, you know, let's dispense with all that and go back to what did the founders mean when they wrote the First Amendment. And I think that's the most appropriate test to use, and, that, and that's what appears that the majority of the court is, is happy to do going forward for these types of cases. Talking to Mike Barry, he's the chief of staff at the First Liberty Institute. So, so what was the your your organization's involvement in this? You you um, were the uh, you were 
um, representing the 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 church. Uh, I'm not not no, the church, no, but it, the, it, the, the the people with the cross. Yeah, the American Legion uh-huh. is the organization. They're a veterans organization. They've got you know approximately two million members across the country, um, and they they were the ones originally who helped put up this memorial back in 1925. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, and it was put on American Legion property actually, and the property ended up being taken by the government years later to accommodate highway expansion. So that's kind of an ironic you know twist right. there in in, in history, because um, you know people want to complain and say well. Why is the government putting a giant cross on government property? Well, it wasn't on government property, actually. It was on private property. It was on American Legion property. The government took that property, you know. But uh, I guess that's a different issue for a different day. Yeah, so First Liberty Institute, we represent the American Legion. Uh, we, we brought in uh, the law firm of Jones Day, which is a, an international powerhouse law firm, to help them work with us as, as co-counsel on this case. And we've been you know, working this case for like the last six years, like I said. So we've been with them from day one. Um, and we really have a great relationship with the American Legion. We're very proud to represent them, and we're very proud for them and happy for them to to have won this case. I mean, again, this is a landmark decision that's going to have an impact. I mean, it doesn't just impact the memorial right there in Bladensburg, Maryland. It also could impact the memorial. It will impact the the memorials that are on display in Arlington Cemetery. And quite frankly, there are veterans' memorials, Ten Commandments displays, et cetera, that dot every city and town just about across, across this country. I mean, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of them. I, I mean, people who can hear my voice right now, I guarantee you, if you go into your, your city or your county or, 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 or whatever, you will probably find a veterans memorial or some type of display that has some type of religious reference or religious symbol on it. And this case means that that's okay to have that. That's not a violation of the Constitution to have that. And and those symbols until today were all vulnerable to attack, but they're not now? Is that what you're saying? The, yes, they absolutely were vulnerable to attack. In fact, the organization that brought this lawsuit, the American Humanist Association, I mean, they were on the warpath. I mean, they were using the First Amendment through that, that, that lemon test that's no longer you know applicable here as, as a weapon, as a bludgeoning instrument to... Uh, and, and, and they, you know, they were going after one after another. And I, you know, fortunately, we've, we, this case in particular presented a very good fact pattern, um, because it was a, it's such a, a longstanding veterans memorial, uh, which is good for us. And I think, I'm guessing, that the, the other side predicted that because it was in Maryland, which is a, in the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, a fairly progressive leaning, uh, uh, circuit court. Everybody always talks about the Ninth Circuit being so bad. The Fourth Circuit is also known to be very, very progressive now. And I think maybe they felt like they had a little bit of home court advantage there, and so they decided to press the issue. Well, guess what? Elections matter because you get new justices on the Supreme Court, you know, and, and so the court, the composure of the court changed, and uh, our composition of the court changed, and now we have a 7-2 outcome in favor of this Veterans Memorial and, and others like it. Um, I'm, I'm up against a hard break here, so I'm going to have to go in about less than two minutes, Mike. But um, what does this do for um, a, a nativity scene in the town square, things like that? Does it affect that at all? I, th- I, I think it certainly is, is going to heavily influence a judge's analysis, right? If a judge is looking at that now, they're going to look at this case uh, for guidance. I say, okay, what does the American Legion case tell me I need to look at? Um, do, I, do I look at the lemon test? Probably not, because we're talking about a, a display or a memorial or a symbol of some kind, right? And, and so um, that's where this case becomes very helpful. The judge doesn't have to use the lemon test anymore. He can look at hi- history and practice and tradition. I have less than a minute left. Again, hard break. Uh, the separation of church and state, that, that's a, we hear that all the time, including from people who are in government. Is, where, where, did that, where, does, where does that stand right now, and how is that interpreted? Well, it's just a, a, a concept that people who, you know, activists use it uh, as a tool or as a weapon. It's not in the Constitution, obviously. Uh, it was a, a concept created by courts and judges. And so it can be uncreated by courts and judges, and that's what we hope to do, to protect the Constitution and the First Amendment and religious freedom. Mike, 15 seconds, I'm done. Uh, Congratulations on the big win, and thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, and that's Mike uh, Berry of the First Liberty Institute. We'll be right back. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A federal appeals court is allowing the Trump administration abortion rules to take effect. The new rules ban taxpayer-funded clinics from making abortion referrals and prohibit clinics that receive federal money from sharing office space with abortion providers. After a challenge from more than 20 states, judges in three western states blocked the rules from taking effect. But a three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco calls the rules a reasonable interpretation of federal law and says the rules can take effect. Greg Clugston, the White House. President Trump told reporters today Iran was clearly in the wrong for downing a U.S. surveillance drone in the Persian Gulf. This drone was in international waters, clearly. We have it all documented. It's documented scientifically, not just words. And they made a very bad mistake. On Wall Street, the up by 249 points. This is SRN News. Okay, first time we read this commercial, he got one. So I had to get one. And we are both in love with this product. The glass chair mat by Vitraza. They're unbelievable. You know that junky plastic chair mat under your office chair or at home? A piece of garbage. It's the ugliest thing in your office. Vitraza glass chair mats are beautiful. Durable. Each one will support over a thousand pounds, so it'll even hold me. (laughs) They've got a lifetime warranty, and the way you feel rolling over smooth glass instead of cheap, crackly plastic, it's like working in a million-dollar office. And it's your office. we got to mention this. Shipping is absolutely free. Absolutely. Lifetime warranty, scratch-resistant, stylish Vitraza glass chair mats. You can't get them at the office superstore. you got to order them direct at vitraza.com slash life. That's V as in value. I-T-R-A-Z-Z-A vitraza.com slash life. You'll want to remember that website. There's a discount code waiting for you for 10% off. Only at vitraza.com slash life. Mike Gallagher wants the never-Trumpers to open their eyes. They want to be relevant without realizing they would be a thousand times more relevant and yes even popular if they would recognize the incredible conservative accomplishments of the last two and a half years and the extraordinary achievements of the trump administration the mike gallagher show weekdays at nine right before dennis prager at noon on am 1250 the answer this is jay hagerman of abernathy and hagerman Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868 Community Bank City Mission Number 1 Cochrane Highmark Stadium Peters Township Community Center Angelo's Restaurant What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction Design and build with one company Nello Construction Full service construction from the ground up Renovation Expansion Nello Construction The choice for business See the projects Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Hail has caused some significant damage to windows and doors throughout our region, attracting out-of-town contractors who are here today and gone tomorrow. Installation warranty? Forget it. Right now, take advantage of Pella's two-week sale, which includes Pella's total care guarantee. That gives you peace of mind by warranting the installation for 10 years. Schedule a free in-home consultation. Get 20% off your entire window project or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Good afternoon. We're going to start off with a crash on the Parkway North outbound at Mevalier Road. This is off to the side. However, traffic is jammed back to Mount Nebo Road overpass. Also, the Parkway West inbound, still very heavy, Poplar Street to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway West outbound, jammed up Banksville Road to Green Tree. Parkway East, you're jammed outbound Boulevard of the Alleys to the Swirl Hall Tunnel. And also the Parkway East inbound, heavy 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. 28th, we are jammed outbound. This is between Route 8 and Highland Park Bridge. 28 inbound jams up from Fox Chapel Road into Highland Park Bridge. I'm Meg Novelli. That's a look at traffic. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
A flash flood watch is in effect until 8 o'clock this evening. We'll have a couple of showers and a heavier thunderstorm around for the evening hours tonight. And any storm could result in some localized flash flooding, becoming breezy later on, low tonight, 60. Tomorrow, clouds will give way to some sunshine, a gusty breeze and turning less humid, high 73. The low tomorrow night, 53. Partly sunny and pleasant Saturday, 75. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Danielle Niddle. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So I'm pretty sure you're aware that a uh, Syrian refugee has been charged with plotting to bomb a Pittsburgh church. That was the big story in the news right around this time yesterday. And um, his name is Mustafa Alawamer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, A-L-O-W-E-M-E-R. He is a Syrian refugee. Um, what struck me today was that, well, first of all, that they, they caught this guy, and he was going to, his plan was to, uh, he resided, by the way, in Northview Heights, uh, Northview Heights Housing Complex. I'd be interested to know who was paying for that. I don't know if he was or his family was or what. He's 21 years old, but the he would plan to blow up the uh, Legacy International Worship Center. That's a a black Christian church in a uh, um, over on the north side. And the plan would have involved three men, one to leave a backpack containing explosives set to a timer at the church, two others to do surveillance of the street outside and of the closest police station. And one of the ideas, uh, one, one of his plans was he was hoping that he would be able to blow up another, um, I guess, backpack or some kind of explosive device when the cops and maybe um, uh, emergency crews showed up to uh, take care of the people who were injured in the initial blast. They wanted to kill those people, too, and kill a few more. So he's a really nice kid uh, on the north side, um, uh, Mustafa is. And, but here's what struck me when I, uh, when I saw it. Uh, Mayor Peduto, he came out and said, you know, it's terrible and all the stuff that a mayor should say in a situation like this, and we have no tolerance for hate, especially in a house of worship and all that. All, you know, good stuff. And then he said, uh, despite this, we welcome all refugees and immigrants. Now, I, I think I know what he means by that. But if, 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 um, if you, when you say as a mayor of a city, you know, the, especially in the climate today and the way things are uh, being handled with immigration and, the, and the, the, the major uproar over it and the scandals and the controversy... When you say all immigrants, do you mean all immigrants or do you mean all legal immigrants? Because I don't think you welcome all immigrants, do you? I don't. Not unless they're legal. I don't welcome them. Not one bit. I don't live in the city, so I don't have to deal with uh, Bill Peduto's uh, policies. But, you know, we all are Pittsburghers here in Western PA, kind of, at least uh, if you live in the suburbs. And uh, you travel into town, you commute back and forth. I, I don't know. Um, I don't welcome all refugees because I don't know. I want to know where they're coming from and who they are. You know, uh, it's one thing. This is not the same as when um, refugees, uh, Jewish rep- refugees from Germany were turned away, I guess, by FDR back in the 30s uh, prior to World War uh, II. They were coming here. I don't think a lot of people uh, thought that there were Nazis in the group there that were trying to infiltrate and and maybe blow up uh, some churches later on. Uh, I I don't think anybody was really – I don't know why – you know, I don't know what the real reasons were were for turning them back. But I don't think it was because they thought that there was espionage uh, 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 as a possibility and that they were going to come here to – set up a camp and, 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 you know, down the road, help to overthrow the government and blow people up in the meantime. So, I don't know, maybe the mayor should come up with something other than all immigrants are welcome. And he's, and he's you know, as the mayor, I'm pretty sure he's saying that uh, for all Pittsburghers, that they're all welcome. I don't. They're not. I don't welcome them one bit. Not the not the illegal ones. Um, the legal ones, bring them in. 
they go through the proper channels, and even some of those, uh, you know, there's always a chance that they're going to be up to no good. But, you know, you, you screen them. And there is a lot of screening for the refugees. I get that. But uh, how'd this kid get in here? Mustafa. He's 21. He's been here since, I think, 2015. So he was a, a teenager. And when he came here, and in the meantime, he managed to get to the point where he wanted to blow things up, and he had uh, he had professed his loyalty to ISIS. So, uh, oh, and by the way, we left a message with the mayor's office. I wanted to see if I could get somebody to clear it up, if I could get uh, the mayor to uh, speak to the fact that he said all immigrants are welcome, and if he meant only all legal immigrants, because I'm not so sure that if I asked him that, his answer would be yes, a, a solid uh, yes. It might he might waver a little bit. I'm just guessing, but it'd be nice if he would you know if he would say it. Now it's um, you know the, the evening news should be on tonight, uh, and will Bill Peduto be asked this by anybody by the, of the at the local stations? Will one of the newspapers, uh, either the Post Gazette or the Trib? Uh, will, will will they ask him? As as uh, are there any other radio stations getting him to come on the air and ask him these questions? Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm sitting here in Green Tree right now. I don't know, but I sure hope at some point somebody asks him that question. And here's one other thing about this. This is back on November 2015. Bill Peduto. This is a story out of the Trib from November 1st. I think it is 2015. Peduto recently joined 17 mayors from across the country urging President Obama to accept more than his proposed number of 10,000 Syrians this fiscal year. The mayor said they would work to find space for refugees in their cities. These people are living in hell, Peduto said. For people to characterize them as terrorists while they're trying to escape the terrorists is not only unfortunate, but inhumane. Well, uh, hey, when he said that, I'm sure he genuinely believed it, and and maybe uh, it was a legitimate thing to say. But what would that quote look like right now if that guy had uh, the bombs that he would had um, planned to plant had gone off and a bunch of people were killed? Would would uh, that quote be coming back to Bill, and what would how would he be responding to that? Uh, to characterize them as terrorists? Well, guess what. This kid's a refugee, and he's now officially, according to the FBI, he gets to go. Um, he gets to be uh, tried, and he gets uh, all the due process and everything. But right now, he sure looks like a terrorist, and um, he was he was a refugee from Syria. And Peduto said refugees must pass stringent federal government screening. A lot of these people who are coming over are highly educated with college degrees. He said these are the people who have been cast out by both the Syrian. Uh, uh, President uh, uh, Assad, al-Assad regime, and by the terrorist organizations. And then this one. The government pays about $1,100 per refugee to house, feed, and provide basics for the first three months. Uh, that's what's according to uh, um, a guy, somebody here, uh, including... Oh, anyway, that's what it costs. I don't. I don't have here where, where that came from, but that's been in the story, and I'll trust that uh, eleven hundred dollars per refugee to house, feed, and provide basic for the first three months. Well, if he wanted to get five hundred of them, that's half a million dollars for three months. You know, it's a lot of money. Um, what about the homeless veterans that might be sleeping on the sidewalks in downtown Pittsburgh? Uh, five hundred thousand dollars might do some good for them. I don't know. Just asking. But uh, all immigrants, come on. And then there's the other story, speaking of our local politicians. And again, I, we, we, we made an effort to, we left a message and tried to get uh, someone from the mayor's office to call us back, and nobody called us back. And speaking of not calling us back, uh, Connor Lamb and Mike Doyle, your two local Democratic uh, 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 representatives in the U.S. House, we sent them emails. I, I, I wanted to, I, I'm trying to get Connor Lamb and Mike Doyle. They are uh, congressmen, and they are Democrats. And the Democrats unanimously support the Equality Act, which, if it's which everybody says, if it's enacted, would make it impossible for um, men, males, to be prevented from competing in sports against females, high school, college, wherever. Just no more. If you identify as a, a man and you're a woman. Uh, I mean, if you identify as a woman and you're a man and you want to run track in high school or college, go ahead. Nobody can stop you if this law is passed. 
So I, I sent an email to uh, their representative, sent them to their office, and in both cases we got responses. But both responses said that, yes, Connor, uh, uh, Congressman Lamb and in the other case, Congressman Doyle, they did vote, uh, they did support the, the bill uh, back when it came up. So uh, that was their answer, which, of course, wasn't my question, because I know they did. That's why I was asking them. My question was, do they agree that the law would, in fact, make it impossible to prevent males from competing against females? I'm talking about biological males, which, by the way, is redundant. Biological male, you're a male. Um, uh, if, if that's the case, then are you okay with that? That's all. Of my, that's my question. So it's it's a it's a two part question. Number one. Is it true that this law would make it impossible to prevent uh, a man or a person who identifies as a woman but is actually a man? Does that prevent? Does it make it impossible to prevent that person from competing against girls, women in sports? And if that's the case. Are you okay with that? Is that a hard question to answer for a couple of people who, you know, I, I'm just guessing here, uh, Connor and Mike, that you might have some constituents who have, you know, daughters who might perf- might participate in athletics. And I, I wonder if my colleagues in the local sports media have taken the time yet to, to ask this question of uh, local politicians, because... Um, Lots of people are out there saying how much they care about women in sports, and many of the of the people in the media don't care quite as much as they say they do, but that's another issue. But if they, they claim to, they would be asking about this because it's on the – it could – it has the potential, put it that way, to ruin women's sports. It ruined track for girls in Connecticut, at least it, for the for the really good ones because it, it, it um, cost – a couple of girls a chance to go to the regionals because they finished eighth instead of sixth because two men boys won everything in their in their category. It was mostly sprints, I think. So um, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a hard question. Are you okay with that? Because every Democrat in the House voted for that law. And if they all know that that's the result of it, and that's only one part, you know, one result of the law, I'm focusing on it because it's a sports issue and it kind of interests me. And because I I just I think that these uh, people should be um, required to 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 justify their votes and to to um, explain why they support something that would possibly uh, be very detrimental to, to to a girl who's running track for Bethel High School, and maybe she makes it to the WPIL championship. And there's a boy running for uh, North Allegheny who says that he's identifying as a girl, and he wins everything. And you know, I I don't know. I just think that's a question that the constituents would have for a congressman as to why he would support something like that. And if you and if you are okay with it, then there's no question for you. But I, I don't know. There's a lot of constituents out there and a lot of girls who might be participating. And I would think, you know, maybe that there'd be some interest in that. So uh, if you run into either Connor or Mike anywhere, ask him to, you know, respond to my call and um, and my email. That's, you know, a one-sentence answer. Yes, Mike slash... Connor, they uh, do believe that the law would affect uh, women's sports that way, and we're perfectly okay with it because we think everybody should have a chance to compete no matter what their gender identity. That's all you have to say. I got a feeling they don't have the guts to say it. Or otherwise, if they did, they I don't forget me. I'm a guy on a little radio show here. It, somebody somewhere has to ask them that, and they have to answer it, but they're, they don't, they never, they're not out there anywhere. I don't know. Next time you see him at a, a ribbon cutting or whatever these guys do when they're not passing stupid laws, ask them and then tweet me or send me a letter or something. Uh, you, by the way, AM twelve fifty. The answer uh, online is uh, uh, the John Stoggerwald Show dot com. You can go to the AM twelve fifty website, which is www.theanswerpgh.com. You can find me at Twitter at Stoggerworld. And YouTube, we have a, a, a channel there, The Answer Pittsburgh. 
And you can find me on Facebook at John underscore Steigerwald. And also, when we come back, we're going to hear, well, we're actually going to hear very little from Sidney Crosby. But it was a pretty interesting little event for him last night at the awards ceremony where he was in front of the entire hockey world. And a guy made fun of him, and he just stood there and took it and just showed what a great guy he is. But you almost, I, I think it'll work on radio, but it's better if you see it. And I'll, I'll tell you where you can find the video. But stick around. We'll be right back. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hey, it's John Steigerwall. So the people at My Pillow said, "Hey, John, can you try out a My Pillow and let us know what you think?" I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow, but what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost: interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. So I'm letting you know you need My Pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but you know what I mean. Your own My Pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a My Pillow pillow in your washer and dryer and it's like new again. Try doing that with your pillow and see what happens. Get a two-pack of My Pillows premiums for 69.98. That's only 34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-716-8087. Use promo code STAG. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night, or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling, and that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's so easy to get started, and your first week is free. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. 
So, last night were the NHL Awards in Vancouver. Uh, the NHL Awards, uh, they were the first to do it the way they do it, which is to have a big night and have everybody there and present the awards. Uh, it's been ruined, of course, because they've added a red carpet, and it's totally overdone now, and I can't look at it. But uh, a highlight from last night, uh, Sidney Crosby, who finished second in the uh, Most Valuable Player voting, he was up on stage, and to give you an idea of what was going on here, the entire hockey world is there in the audience watching this, and some guy named Tony Babcock brings uh, Sidney up on stage, and Sidney just stands there in his suit looking like Sidney Crosby, and Tony Babcock did this in front of the entire hockey world and watch how, or listen to how Sidney handled it. Tony Babcock here with Sid the Kid, Cross the Boss, Sidney the Kidney. And knowing him, he won't think twice about giving you his extra. Like always, this penguin is dressed in his black and whites because tonight he's once again courting the fair maiden known as the Hart Trophy. How does it feel to be going for the hat trick? Just happy to be here. Oh, there it is, the Crosby shine. The Dapper Daniel, whose mama taught him manners over mischief. He puts the Canada in Canadian. He's a saint! If he's not making magic in front of the blue line, he's reading poetry to cats at the local animal shelter. Or... Feeding old-timers pudding right from his bare hands. <laughs> Say, how do you manage all that and still be first on, last off the ice? I've never done any of that. Okay. <laughs> Yet. But with a smile that wide, hidden behind two of the juiciest lips in the NHL, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. You see, the heart trophy... <laughs> You see, the Hart Trophy isn't about what the team does for the player. It's what the player does for the team. And Sidney Crosby is there every game, waiting outside the shower, patting you on the butt just hard enough, (laughs) just hard enough to let you know he still believes in you. Hey, uh, thanks for that one, by the way. Not here, man. Okay. Yep, not here. Got it. And that was it. And, and you gotta understand, that's in front of the entire hockey world. All the, all the, uh, the, the top players, the coaches, the general managers, the, everybody. And, uh, it, well, it's a great example of, of, of him being willing to do that and stand up there and just be basically ridiculed, uh, by this guy, Tony Babcock. It's a great example of why Sidney Crosby is who he is and why he's, been here for what 17 15 years whatever it is never heard anybody say a bad word about him not one in 15 years and that's a perfect example of why you know why he doesn't take himself too seriously he's the greatest hockey player in the world and he's just a a guy from nova scotia i'll see you or talk to you tomorrow the john steigerwald show is a production of am 1250 the answer and salem media group Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com